0: Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Avengers Infinity War in today's statistics episode. We the wind and the sky when the sun is high We sail the of the seas on the ocean Infinity War is one of the biggest movies ever, and as such lends itself very well to a whole host of statistics. Uh, and uh, let's just let's just get into it, because there's going to be a lot. I, I don't think there's as many people in this, as, at least as far as my spreadsheet is concerned, as there were in uh, The Disaster Artist. Um, and I can check that when we get to actors, but there's a ton of people in this movie. ton. So, Avengers Infinity War. As I mentioned in my review episode, I've seen this movie five times already, uh, the most recent being on May 9th, and uh, actually by the time this episode comes out, I will have seen it a sixth time on May 13th, so yesterday, as of the release of this episode. Uh, I clock it at 149 minutes, so just about two and a half hours, uh, I hear a lot of people call it a three-hour movie, and you know you shouldn't include previews uh, uh, with your with your movie's runtime because that's the only way I can see how it gets to three hours. So, two and a half, two and a half. Um, <clears throat> 2018 movie. My summary: uh, The greatest villain emerges and seeks to destroy half of the world. And that's not even right. It's the universe. Half of the universe. Uh, So, also, as you might have heard on my review episode, wasn't the biggest fan uh, of this movie. And, as such, it ends up with a rating of 55. Uh, So, slightly above uh, absolutely average, all things considered. Uh, It has an 84... On Rotten Tomatoes, as the last time I checked. Out of 55, it comes in um, just ahead, or, or just behind Happy Anniversary, uh, which is a Netflix movie, I think, um, and just ahead of Team Daryl, which is the short film accompanying Thor Ragnarok. Team Daryl, one of the short films that accompanies Thor Ragnarok. Um, this is a this film is part of the Avengers series and is also part of the MCU. So in Avengers the series which has currently three movies um, three movies Avengers it's supposed to have three movies and yet it doesn't. Oh it's the Avengers on here understood. Let's just adjust that, shall we? Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, as a part of the Avengers, it is the worst Avengers movie uh, behind Age of Ultron. And... It is uh, the third Avengers movie. It drops the average rating of Avengers movies to 70.33. And the total run time for all three Avengers movies uh, is 7 hours... 7 hours and a fifth of an hour. So like 12 minutes. 7 hours and 12 minutes. But as part of the MCU. uh, It is a much bigger. or Rather. Relatively smaller piece. In that puzzle. It is the 27th film on my spreadsheet. That is part of the MCU. When you include one shots. And short films and such. Uh, It comes in as the 22nd film. In that list. Between Team Daryl and The Consultant. It lowers the average film rating of MCU films to 70.04 and increases their total length to 41 hours and uh, 72 hundredths of an hour. So like three quarters of an hour. So 40 minutes, 45 minutes, 42 minutes. So 41 hours and 42 minutes, thereabouts, for the entirety of the MCU, start to finish, one shots, short films, All that stuff included. Uh, That is quite an undertaking. Quite an undertaking. But let's move on to the director. So the directors of this film are the Russo brothers, uh, Anthony and Joe Russo from Ohio. This is their fifth film that I've seen that they've directed. It drops their average film rating to a 59.4. It is their only film rated in the 50s and is their third best movie overall, coming in behind Captain America, Civil War, and ahead of On the Front Line, which is a um, Winter Soldier documentary, kind of behind-the-scenes thing. Uh, They have a value of 0.5 and a score of 42.93, ranking them 334th overall, just behind uh, a group of people, including uh, Corey Joji Fukunaga, Fukunaga, director of Beasts of No Nation and Sin Nombre, Don Hahn, director of Fantasia 2000, The Safdie Brothers, directors of Good Time and Heaven Knows What, puts them just ahead of Chris Buck, who is the director of Frozen and Tarzan. The writers of the film are Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, both their sixth film that I've seen so far, dropping their average film ratings to a 64.5. It is their only film rate right in the 50s and 4th best movie overall, coming in behind Captain America Civil War, coming in ahead of Thor The Dark World. Their value is a 2, their score is a 50.38, and their overall rank is 255th, which is just behind Darren Aronofsky, Requiem for a Dream, last year's mother, and just ahead of The duo Peter Young and Steve Hulett. uh, Directors of The Fox and the Hound, The Great Mouse Detective, Oliver and Company, and The Black Cauldron. And uh, those are the only two people who get writing credits. There's a ton of names listed on IMDb for writing credits, but most of those are just character creation credits. So, not really, um, doesn't really count as far as this story is concerned. So, uh, moving on to actors. And there are a lot of them. Absolutely a lot. And, uh, so... Forewarning, uh... Not gonna ignore somebody's name just because it's... It may or may not be a spoiler. Again, this is like three weeks after the movie came out. Everybody has hopefully seen this movie. Uh, that has... And had a fleeting passing interest in it. Um, and, uh... There's a ton of people in this movie. Uh, I'm also going to list as I go through because there are so many people, and a couple of them are a little obscure. Uh, so I'm going to just n- make sure I name what role they had in each movie, or in the movie rather, uh, as I get to them. So without any further ado, and making sure to put that warning in there. Any path, so many worth exploring. Just one would be so boring. And look what you're ignoring. Number one, first per- actor. And this is uh, going down the list in terms of best overall score. Uh, is Terry Notary. Who was Terry Notary in this movie? Who is Terry Notary in general? Uh, if you've seen The Square. Uh, Terry Notary is the man in the dining scene. Who is a monkey. He has been in... Some of he is a, a, a performance capture, a mocap artist, uh, perhaps the best um, alongside uh, Andy Serkis in this in this field. In Avengers: Infinity War, he is he plays Cull Obsidian and is also uh, does some of the work on Groot as well. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War is his thirteenth film that I've seen. And drops his average film rating to a 72.62. Is his only film right in the 50s and 11th best movie overall. Uh, Coming in behind Kong Skull Island and ahead of Warcraft. Uh, He has a value of 12 and a score of 74.93. Ranking him 63rd overall. One spot behind Daniel Day-Lewis. One spot ahead of Patty Considine. Next up is Stan Lee. Yes, Stan Lee cameos in the film as a bus driver. This is his 39th film credit that I've seen him in. Dropping his average film rating to a 61.72. It is his 7th film rated in the 50s and 24th best film overall. Coming in behind the documentary With Great Power, The Stan Lee Story. And ahead of uh, his small role in the Deadpool short film, Deadpool colon No Good Deed. Uh, it His film value is a 15.5 and his score is a 74.21, ranking him 71st overall, one spot behind Killian Murphy, one spot ahead of Harry Dean Stanton. Next up is Sebastian Stan, The Winter Soldier. This is his 15th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 69.4. This is his third film rated in the 50s and 11th best movie overall. Coming in behind Hot Tub Time Machine and ahead of Logan Lucky. He has a value of 11 and a score of 72.24, ranking him 93rd overall, one spot behind Frank Oz, and one spot ahead of Warwick Davis. Next is Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, Tony Stark. This is his 41st film credit, dropping his average film rating to a 61.27. It is his 11th film rated in the 50s and 28th film overall. Uh, Coming in behind the route V50 and ahead of the documentary Marvel colon 75 years comma from pulp to pop exclamation point. He has a value of 11.5 and a score of 69.92, ranking him 139th overall, one spot behind Alfred Molina, and one spot ahead of Rachel House, who was in Thor Ragnarok. Next up is Don Cheadle, War Machine. This is his 27th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 62 even it is his third film in the 50s and 19th best movie overall, coming in behind Ocean's 12 and ahead of Iron Man 2. He has a value of 10.5 and a score of 68.22, ranking him 188th overall. Uh, one spot behind Marcia Jean Kurtz and one spot ahead of Al Pacino. Next is Mark Ruffalo, The Hulk, Bruce Banner. This is his 32nd film credit, dropping his average film rating to a 60.47. It is his 6th film rated in the 50s and 21st film overall. Coming in behind, rumor has it, and ahead of Now You See Me. Uh, he has a value of 11 and a rank of 195th overall. One spot behind uh, previous Hulk, Edward Norton. Funny. And one spot ahead of Natalie Wood and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who are tied. Next up is Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch, Dr. Strange, Dr. Stephen Strange. And this is his 26th film credit, dropping his average film rating to a 62.35. It is his third film rating in the 50s, and 18th best movie overall. One spot behind The Whistleblower, and one spot ahead of Lennon or McCartney. He has a value of 9.5 and a score of 67.39, ranking him 210th overall. One spot behind Thomas Mitchell, uh, who is a, an older Hollywood actor who has been in It's a Wonderful Life and Gone with the Wind. One spot ahead of Elizabeth Barrington, who is in In Bruges, um, Secrets and Lies, Mr. Turner, Quills, Naked, a lot of uh, UK stuff. Next is Gwyneth Paltrow, Pepper Potts. This is her 26th film credit and drops her average film rating to a 60.58. It is her fourth film rated in the 50s and 17th best film overall. Uh, It comes in behind Hard 8 and ahead of Hook. It is her ninth. She has a film value of nine and a score of 65.25, ranking her 279th overall. One spot behind Debbie Derryberry, who is a voice actress, actor, And one spot ahead of Montgomery Clift. Next is Benicio Del Toro as The Collector in a very small scene. This is his 25th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 62.48. It is his fourth film rated in the 50s and 17th film overall. One spot behind the documentary and the Oscar goes to ellipses. One spot ahead of Take Flight. Uh, he has a value of seven, a score of 64.85 and is ranked 290th overall, one spot behind Dallas Roberts, one spot ahead of Roger Gunverwenver Smith, Gunvor Gunvor Gunver. I don't know. Next is Chris Evans, Captain America, uh, Steve Rogers. This is his 23rd film credit, and drops his average film rating to a 61 even. It is his 4th film rated in the 50s, and 14th best movie overall. Coming in behind, playing it cool, parentheses, a many splintered thing, and parentheses, and ahead of Not Another Teen Movie. He has a value of 7, and a score of 63.12, ranking him 390th overall. One spot behind, Clemence Posey, and one spot ahead of Sterling Hayden. Next is Tom Hiddleston, Loki. Uh, this is his 19th film credit, dropping his average film rate to a 63.00. It is his third film rate in the 50s and 12th best movie overall, coming in behind his voice role in *The Pirate Fairy* and ahead of his ahead of his role in the documentary *Marvel Studios: colon, Assembling a Universe*. This, he has a value of 5.5 and a score of 62.5 ranking him 409th, which is tied with Kenny Baker and James Cromwell, uh, one spot behind Claude Rains, one spot ahead of Kara Seymour. Next is Benedict Wong, who plays Wong in the movie. This is his 10th film credit and drops his average film rate to a 64.9, is his second film rate in the 50s, and 8th best movie overall. Coming in behind 2036 colon Nexus Dawn and coming in ahead of Prometheus. He has a value of 5.5 and a score of 59.58. Ranking him 577th overall. One spot behind Gemma Jones. One spot ahead of Meryl Streep. Next up is Chris Pratt, Star-Lord. Peter Quill. uh, the rightful captain of the Guardians of the Galaxy. This is his 20th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 58.6. This is his 6th film rated in the 50s and 10th best movie overall. Coming in behind 10 years, coming in ahead of The Magnificent Seven. Uh, this is a, has a value of 5 and a score of 58.27, ranking him 657th overall. One spot behind Robert Sean Leonard. You might know from House. He's uh, House's best friend. Or one spot ahead of Laura Linney. Next is Scarlett Johansson, uh, Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff. This is her 40th film credit and drops her average film to a 57.15. It is her 7th film rated in the 50s and 20th best movie overall. One spot behind Lucy. One spot ahead of Scoop. She has a value of 3. A score of 57.43 and is ranked 742nd overall. One spot behind Doris Lloyd, one spot ahead of Kirsten Dunst, who was in Spider Man, the first Spider Man. Next up is Anthony Mackey, who is Falcon. This is his 28th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 56.5. It is his third film rating in the 50s and 16th best movie overall, coming in behind. 10 years and ahead of the night before. This is his third. He has a value of three and a score of 55.73, ranking him 879th overall. One spot behind Miriam Margolius. Margoyles? Margolius. Spelled like Margolias, Margolias, Margolus. Margolus. And one spot ahead of Wayne Pear, who was in Spider Man Homecoming. He's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because everyone is. Next up is Tom Holland, who plays Peter Parker, Spider-Man. This is his 11th film credit that I've seen, and drops his average film rating to a 61.55. It's the second film rated in the 50s and eighth best movie overall, coming in behind *The Lost City of Z* and ahead of *In the Heart of the Sea*. Uh, He has a value of 3.5 and a score of 55.58, ranking him 885th overall one spot behind Greg Henry, one spot ahead of Charles Baker. Next up is, uh, and this is really the first spoilery name, um, so this is your last chance and last warning as far as that is concerned. Uh, Next up is Samuel L. Jackson. This is his 79th film credit dropping his average film rating to a 55.47. It is his fourth film <clears throat> excuse me, rated in the 50s and 43rd film overall, coming behind his voice role in Mr. Incredible and Pals and ahead of Iron Man 2. His value of 0.5 and a score of 54.6, ranking him 970th overall. One spot behind Spencer Tracy, one spot ahead of Orlando Bloom. And next is Paul Bettany, Vision. This is his 21st film credit, dropping his average film rating to a 55.95. It is his fourth film rate in the 50s and 12th best movie overall, coming in behind A Beautiful Mind and ahead of The Young Victoria. He has a value of 3.5 and a score of 54.59, ranking him 973rd. One spot behind Orlando Bloom, one spot ahead of Ariel Winter. Next up is the man himself, Josh Brolin, who is Thanos. This is his 24th film credit and drops his average film rating to a 57.42. It is his fourth film rated in the 50s and 13th best film overall, coming in behind Inherent Vice and ahead of Planet Terror. Uh, He has a value of 1.5 and a score of 54.5 ranking him 979th overall, tied with a ton of people, including Gore Vidal, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, Leah Salonga, um, Frank Sinatra, Shelley Duvall, Sarah Silverman. Puts him just behind Yorma Tacone, one of the Lonely Island members, and just ahead of Margot Martindale. Next up is Zoe Saldana. Uh, Gamora, this is <clears throat> her 20th film credit and drops her average film rating to a 57.55 as her fifth film, rated in the 50s, and 11th best movie overall. Coming in behind Out of the Furnace and ahead of Drumline, she has a value of 1.5 and a score of 53.82, ranking her 1,045th overall. One spot behind Stephen Fry and one spot ahead of Julianne Nicholson. Next is Denai Guerrera. Uh, who plays Okoye. This is her fourth film credit and drops her average film rate to a 72.5. It's her only film rate in the 50s and her worst film so far, coming in behind her animated role in Tinkerbell and The Legend of the Never Beast. She has a value of 4, a score of 52.33, which ranks her 1,170th overall, tied with Stefan Girache, who is in Carrie, and Dave, and The Hustler. She is one spot behind Steve Martin, and one spot ahead of Charlotte Rampling. Charlotte Rampling. Next is Karen Gillan, Nebula. This is her 11th film credit. Drops her average film rating to a 58.45. It is her second film rating in the 50s, and sixth, best movie overall. Coming in behind Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, and ahead of Guardians of the Galaxy, colon, Inferno. She has a value of 1.5 and a score of 50.96, ranking her 1,326th overall. Just behind uh, John Saxon and Kana Hanazawa, and just ahead of Stark Sands. Next is Florence Kasumba, who plays the character of Ayo, uh, one of the um, Wakandans, Wakandan warriors. This is her fifth film credit and drops her average film rating to a 66. She is her only film rating in the 50s and fourth best movie overall, coming in behind Captain America Civil War and ahead of Mute. She has a value of 2.5 and a score of 49.64, ranking her 1,476th overall, tied with C. Aubrey Smith. Uh, One spot behind Fred McMurray and one spot ahead... Of Pruitt Taylor Vince. Next is Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch. This is her 15th film credit, dropping her average film rating to a 55.6. It's her only film rating in the 50s and 10th best movie overall. Coming in behind Kill Your Darlings and ahead of Kodachrome, she has a value of 0. 0.5 and a score of 49.56, ranking her 1,486th overall, one spot behind Morgan Freeman and one spot ahead of Tippi Hedren, who is in The Birds. Next up is Idris Elba, who plays Heimdall. This is his 24th film credit increasing his average film rate to a 53.79. It is his second film rate in the 50s and 13th best movie overall, coming in behind Star Trek Beyond and ahead of The Take. He has a value of negative 0.5 and a score of 49.15, ranking him 1,522nd overall, just behind Jack Rayner and just ahead of Gene DelVal. Gene DelVal, who's been in Casablanca among others. Next is Kobe Smulders, Agent Maria Hill. This is her 11th film credit, dropping her average film rating to a 56.73. It is her third film rated in the 50s and fifth best movie overall, behind Avengers Age of Ultron and ahead of They Came Together. She has a value of one and a score of 49 even, ranking her 1,533 overall, tied with uh... I don't know, not many of these names are super recognizable, but they include people like Michael Milhone, who's been in Field of Dreams, and The Rocketeer, Maureen O'Sullivan from The Thin Man, Hannah and Her Sisters. Uh, Kobe Smulders is one spot behind Gary Cole, and one spot ahead of Piper Laurie. Next is Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, T'Challa, this is his ninth film credit. Dropping his average film rating to a 57.89 is his second film rating in the 50s and sixth best movie overall. Coming in behind 42 and ahead of Nine Kisses, it, uh, he has a value of 0.5 and a score of 47.86, ranking him 1,660th overall. One spot behind Donald Sumter and one spot ahead of Oscar winner Kate Winslet. Next is Bradley Cooper, voice of Rocket Raccoon. This is his 30th film credit, improving his average film range to a 53.13. It is his 7th film rated in the 50s and 12th best movie overall, coming in behind Wedding Crashers and ahead of his Oscar-nominated performance in American Sniper. He has a value of negative 3 and a score of 46.81, ranking him 1,776th overall. Just behind Jimmy Smits. And just ahead of Cher. Next is Sean Gunn. Uh, Sean Gunn. Who uh, did some of the body work. For Rocket. In the movie. This is his 6th film credit. Dropping his average film rating to a 60.17. His 3rd film rated in the 50's. And 3rd best film overall. Coming in behind Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And ahead of Super. Uh, He has a value of 1. A score of 46.13 and a rank of 1879th, tied with Genevieve O'Reilly, one spot behind Zoe Kravitz, and one spot ahead of Billy Slaughter, who was in Get On Up, American Ultra, The Big Short, Midnight Special, Focus, The Magnificent Seven, Click, Daddy's Home, and more. Next is Carrie Condon, Carrie Condon, who plays the voice of Friday, Tony Stark's um, replacement to Jarvis in the movie. This is her ninth film credit and drops her average film rating to a 55.44. It is her only film rated in the 50s and fifth best movie overall. Coming in behind Spider-Man colon Homecoming and ahead of Ned Kelly. She has a value of zero and a score of forty-five point three. Six. Uh, she is ranked 1,959th overall, one spot behind Holiday Granger, and one spot ahead of Ampuri. Ampuri. Um, cool. Uh, next up is William Hurt, who plays uh, Thaddeus Ross in the film. This is his 25th film credit and improves his average film rate to a 54.24. It is his 6th film rate in the 50s. And 12th best film overall, coming in behind The Consultant and ahead of AI Artificial Intelligence. He has a value of negative 5 and a score of 45.22. He is ranked 1,987th overall, one spot behind Dale Dye, one spot ahead of Judith Anderson. Next is Chris Hemsworth. He is Thor. Uh, this is his 22nd film credit and, dro- and improves his average film rating to a 51.68. It is his second film rate in the 50s and 12th best movie overall. Coming in behind Team Thor Colin Part 2 and ahead of Marvel Studios Colin Assembling a Universe. He has a score of 48.88 and a rank of 2032nd. Right behind Emmy Rosen and Molly Ringwald and right ahead of Ava Akers. Next is Dave Bautista. He plays Drax in the film. This is his ninth film credit and improves his average film rate to a 53.33. He has uh, has three films right in the 50s, and this is his fourth best movie overall, coming in behind Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and ahead of Spectre. He has a value of negative 0.5 and a score of 43.14, ranking him 2,263rd overall. One spot behind Richard Burton, and one spot ahead of Julia Garner. Next is Vin Diesel, voice of Groot. This is his 24th film credit, and improves his average film rating to a 51.75. It is his fifth film rated in the 50s, and 11th best movie overall, coming in behind The Fast and the Furious, and ahead of Pitch Black. He has a value of negative 5, and a score of 42.77. He's ranked 2,315th overall, one spot behind Blake Lively, and one spot ahead of Harv Presnell. Harvey? Harv Presnell? Next is Palm Clementiev. Clementiev? Clementiev, is that right? Yeah, uh, who plays Mantis. This is her fifth film credit and drops her average film rating to a 57.6. It is her second film rating in the 50s and third best movie overall, coming in behind Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and ahead of Guardians of the Galaxy colon Inferno. She has a value of 1 and a score of 42.14, uh, ranking her 2,390th overall, tied with Pat Morita from The Karate Kid and Ron Rifkin from... L.A. Confidential. She is one spot behind Judge Reinhold and one spot ahead of George Kennedy. Next is Letitia Wright. She plays Shuri. This is her fourth film credit, uh, dropping her average film rating to a 61 even. It is her second film rated in the 50s and third best movie overall, coming in behind Ready Player One and ahead of The Commuter. Uh, She has a value of 1 and a score of 41.67, ranking her 2,446th overall. Tied with Ellen Pompeo uh, and Neil Patrick Harris. One spot ahead, or one spot behind Melissa Benoist, and one spot ahead of Ryan Felipe. Next is Winston Duke. He plays Mbaka in the film. Uh, This is his second film credit and drops his average film rating to a 73.50. He is his only film rating in the 50s and worst film overall, coming in behind Black Panther. He has a value of 2 and a score of 38.75, ranking him 2,803rd overall, uh, right behind Trevor Morgan and right ahead of Martin Kleba from the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Next is Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon uh, plays, um, make sure I get this name right, uh, Proxima Midnight. She does the voice and I assume motion capture for Proxima Midnight. This is her fourth film credit and drops her average film rating to a 56.75. It is her only film rating in the 50s and third film overall, coming in behind the post and ahead of one in a million. She's got a value of zero and a score of 37.83, ranking her 2,924th overall. One spot behind Brian Callen. And one spot ahead of Jennifer Lewis. Next is Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage plays Eitri in the film. This is his 22nd film credit. And drops his or increases his average film rating to a 46.59. It's his third film rated in the 50s. And 10th best movie overall. Coming in behind Knights of bad Astem, And ahead of A Case of You. He has a value of negative 8 and a score of 34.71, ranking him 3,270th overall, one spot behind Bernie Mac, one spot ahead of Haru Nakajima, who was in a lot of the old Godzilla movies. Next is Monique Ganderton. Probably not a name you've heard. She is... uh, Works as firstly the assistant stunt coordinator on the film, but also was also helped with the motion capture for Proxima Midnight. This is her fifth film credit and drops her, and increases her average film rating to a 48 even. It is her only film rating in the 50s and second best movie overall, behind American Ultra and ahead of Hansel and Gretel: colon, Witch Hunters. She has a value of negative two and a score of 32.29 ranking her 3,504th overall, one spot behind Bill Pullman, one spot ahead of Ezra Miller. Um, Next up is Isabella Amara. She plays the role of Sally, who is, if I'm not mistaken, on the bus uh, that Peter Parker is on early in the film, this is her fifth film credit, improving her average film rating to a forty-five point four. It is her only film rating in the fifties, and second best movie overall, coming in behind Spider-Man: colon, Homecoming and ahead of Wilson, the uh, Woody Harrelson movie from last year. Uh, drops uh, her value is at negative two. She has a score of thirty point four three, ranking her three thousand six hundred fifty eighth overall. Right behind Jennifer Carpenter, who is Dexter's sister in the the Showtime show Dexter. And right ahead of, uh, I don't think either of these are super recognizable names, but Adrian Barbeau and Laura San Giacomo. And that is it. So, uh, just to kind of look at it. So, 41 people are credited as being in Infinity War as of right now. We can compare that to, say, Disaster Artist, which had also 41 people, so exactly the same number of people. I don't think either of them comes close to being the most um, uh, frequent movie. I think the most frequent film is uh, a short Documentary called Lennon or McCartney that simply goes around and asks a lot of different people, Lennon or McCartney, which has over a hundred people on my spreadsheet in it, one hundred and nine exactly. Uh, so it is a fairly prolific film, but um, I think that like like Deathly Hallows Part Two uh, for Harry Potter has forty eight credits to it. Uh, so that does better definitely Hallows part one also has 48 credits um, a lot of the Harry Potter movies have more credits actually but uh, well, not all of them, but some of them as it as it turns out that that is all the actors we have so moving on to. Genre Avengers Infinity War with a 55 in year 2018 is an action adventure fantasy sci fi movie. It barely passes the Bechtel test, uh, which is kind of a shame. It is a PG 13 movie, and at last I checked, it was the 13th overall movie on IMDb. Uh, It has now dropped to 14, but that is still an incredibly impressive number, and um, I don't agree with it. doesn't have any Academy Awards nominations yet. It might. Uh, I I wouldn't personally nominate it for anything, but I guess that's not up to me. It was briefly in the Circle of Film Awards uh, for Zoe Saldana in supporting, but it did not last. It has already been usurped. Um, As far as the year goes, 2018, I have now seen 72 films from this year, and I've seen 872 films in this year. Uh, Infinity War improves the average rating of films from 2018 to 36.89. It improves their tomato meters to 48.94. It is an action film, the 19th. It is an adventure film, the 15th. It is a fantasy, the 12th, and it is a sci-fi, the 16th. It is neither a good nor a bad film statistically, and therefore the ratio of good to bad films for 2018 stays the same at 0.26. At a 3 on the Bechtel test, it is part of the 56.94% of films that have passed this year. As a PG-13 film, it is the 25th PG-13 film I've seen from 2018, which is still very closely... Um, on par with the R-rated films which are currently above it at 28. And finally, as a film rated 55, it is one of the 85 films I have ever seen that have also gotten the same exact rating. If we look at last year's films that also got a 55, it includes the documentaries Chasing Coral and the Farthest, um, On Body and Soul, Mary and the Witch's Flower, Firebase, which is a short film, and Deadpool: colon, No Good Deed, which is also a short film. Uh yeah, that's it. That's Avengers: Infinity War. Those are the statistics. Um, I don't know the like when I put in those these, these things, like every time I'm putting in movies now, you know, I'm comparing the film where the film ends up to like. The films that are to the left and right of it in each person's filmography, and like, well, does this make sense? Is it, should it be in front of this? Should it be behind this? And uh, when I first put Avengers: Infinity War into here, there were a couple of other films I had to like adjust around it because you know I'd rated them so long ago and their my opinion of them had waned or waxed. The only film on this like going through it this time that I that stuck out to me that might need to be re-rated is probably Ready Player One. I did see that twice in theaters, uh, and the second time, I don't know, it's not, I just think the effects of of Ready Player One are just significantly more consistent than Avengers Infinity War on that level, Um, but I don't agree that it's a better movie with myself, so that's likely to change. Um, and I, I, so that was, uh, Letitia Wright, who was in both of those. So that's the only one I could think of offhand that I would, might adjust as it were. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, Avengers, Infinity War. I don't know. I don't know what else I can say. Um, it's, you know, whether or not, some of the stuff that I have an issue with in this movie is fixed, corrected, or retconned in the sequel, or in Ant-Man and Wasp, or in Captain Marvel, doesn't change, like, this movie on its face value. So, there's that. And I guess the only, so the highest position of persons on, uh, IMDB's cast list that doesn't appear in my spreadsheet. So the first name in the credits that I don't have on my spreadsheet is Tom Vaughn Lawler, who is uh, Ebony Maw in the film, and I loved him. I thought he did a great job as Ebony Maw. His line delivery was in, was really strong. He just hasn't been in enough movies, so. That might change, so you know we could even see the number of people for credited for Infinity War go up as time passes. Cool. Um, so that's that's where that is, and that is my statistics episode for Avengers: Infinity War. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can email gmail.com or Twitter at Circle of Film. You can support the show on Patreon um, as low as one dollar a month, which is the equivalent of less than 10 cents an episode uh, as of current rates. You can find that at patreon.com slash circleoffilm. You can also check out the website circleoffilm.com for this episode, other episodes, and a lot of stats as well to go around. So thank you once more and as always have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same good night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she. F-